Skelly, you uh, or Elliot, you ready? Okay. We're going to call our uh, annual C meeting of the CIC together. Um, we first item on the agenda is the election of board directors. Um, I would like to make a motion. Um, we have a new trustee here. I'd like to make a motion to appoint uh, Tracy Schwegman to the uh, the board of directors of the CIC. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Okay, hearing none, uh, Mr. Porter. How, how does this work? Do I call the, just the trustees or do I call everybody? everybody? All the members. All the members. Um, Mr. That includes Mr. Kellams then? Not yet. Not, not, yet. Yet. not yet. Okay. But you call, you call your own name. And okay, vote. okay, thank you. Uh, Mr. James? Aye. Uh, Mr. Weedman? Aye. Uh, I'll, I'll vote aye also. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, we also have to uh, let's see um, appoint uh, Tracy Kellams as an. I'll make a motion to appoint Tracy Kellams as our executive director. I will second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? I, actually, I guess I do have a question for Larry. Um, would it be appropriate to appoint the current administrator, whoever that might be, to the board, which eliminates the problem of having to rename people when there's a change in the position? Well, he's the interim administrator. I think it would make sense to move to appoint Tracy Callum to the board first before doing his executive session, but you may want to add that he's the interim administrator. Okay. So uh, that, That's not exactly what I meant, though. I know it isn't. Oh, okay. That was not my opinion. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We lawyers talk funny. Okay. Yeah. You made official capacity, and I wasn't sure I was going to agree with that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let me rephrase that. I would like to make a motion to uh, to appoint uh, our interim administrator, Tracy Kellams, as our executive director. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Uh, Mr. James. Aye. Uh, Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. And you? No. And I would also. And you will vote aye. Great. Okay. Next item is election of officers. Uh, we need uh, currently need a, a motion for uh, president. Do we have a motion? Sure. I'll move uh, that uh, Mr. Tom Weeman be named president of the CIC Board of Directors. I'll second that. Okay, motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Um, Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. And I'll vote aye. Okay. And now Tracy can vote too. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Kelton. Oh. Aye. He can vote also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next item on the agenda is VP. I like I make like to make a motion to uh, uh, I will nominate Tracy Schwegman as our uh, VP of the uh, CIC. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Kellams. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Okay. Next item is uh, secretary. I'd like to to appoint uh, or nominate uh, Mr. James for secretary. I'll second that. We have a motion to second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. Kellams. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Aye. Okay. And final item is uh, treasurer. I would like to nominate Mr. Porter uh, uh, to be our treasurer. 
I'll second that. Motion is seconding further discussion. Mr. Porter. Mr. Kellams. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. And all those surprises. Okay. <coughs> Next item on the agenda is the election of uh, the election of executive director. So we are re uh, we are reelecting uh, Tracy Sh Tracy Kellams, correct? I'll make a motion to uh, uh, to nominate um, Tracy Kellams, uh, our interim uh, administrator, to the position of executive director. I'll second that. Motion and a second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Uh, Mr. James? Aye. Uh, Ms. Schwegman? Aye. Mr. Weeman? Aye. I'll vote aye. And Mr. Kellams? Aye. Okay. Uh, next item is uh, approval of minutes from our December 7, 2021 CIC meeting. Do we have a motion? I move we approve the minutes of the December 7, 2021 CIC board meeting. We have a second. Mr. Porter? You second? I'll second. Okay, motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. Kellams? I don't believe I can vote on oh, that. Okay. You can't. Uh, Mr. James? Aye. Aye, and Mr. Weeman. Aye. Okay. Uh, next item on the agenda is uh, approval of the December 9th, 2021 special CIC meeting minutes. Uh, do we have a motion? I move that we approve the minutes of the December 9th, 2021 minutes of the, sorry, of the special meeting of the CIC Board of Directors with one amendment, which is to correct the typo in the title uh, where meeting is misspelled. Okay. We have a second. Second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Uh, Mr. James. Aye. I'll vote aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. Okay, next item on the agenda is the Economic Development Grant Program. Mr. Kellams. <clears throat> so uh, we had revenue in the CIC uh, last year of $100,000, as you can see from uh, what I passed out to you uh, in uh, 2021. Uh, we gave out $91,463.49, which uh, leaves a small balance of uh, about 8540 or so. Uh, so we have already moved another $100,000 uh, from the township funds into uh, the, the grant program. Uh, and so far this year, we have already given out $27,784.38. Okay. That's in all four of them. So what does that leave our balance? That, that, that we had 109 minus 27, roughly? Yes. Okay. Um, any questions? Comments? I would assume probably the pace of requests to pick up come marches folks near the end of the quarter would be my guess or people doing their taxes by yeah. the 15th yeah. yeah okay any other questions comments okay the uh, next date of the day of our next meeting is going to be June 7th 2022 at 645 if there is no other business we will take a motion to adjourn I move we adjourn you have a second I'll second motion second all in favor aye, aye. aye. we are adjourned
Did I miss anything exciting in the jet? Nope. Sorry, I couldn't be Okay, we're going to call our uh, 7 o'clock meeting to order. If everyone would please rise for our invocation. Read by myself, <laughs> Mr. Combs. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many and abundant blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for the freedom that we enjoy to be able to openly worship you. Father, we pray for the wisdom to govern amid the conflicting interests of our times and the ability to work together for the citizens of Sycamore Township. We pray for the true sense of the welfare and needs of all our citizens. Father, we pray for the agenda before us tonight, and we ask that you give us the assurance of what would please you. We ask for your blessings over everyone that lives, works, and plays in Sycamore Township. It's in your blessed name we pray. Amen. 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 Everybody, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If Mr. Porter would note that all three trustees are present, um, we have approval of minutes from the February 15 meeting. Do we have a motion? I move we approve the meetings from the February 15, 2022 trustee meeting. So I don't need to go. Second? I'll second, sorry. Motion and second. Any further discussion? Any, any corrections? Hearing none, Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. Okay. Next item on the agenda is um, uh, we have two presentations tonight. The first one is Dan Dieters uh, on our gas aggregation renewal. I know uh, he was here uh, last month and uh, coming back as a follow-up. So, Dan, we appreciate you doing that. Um, thank you. Uh, I just spoke to Ms. Before I go in, into the gas real quick, I just spoke to Ms. Hoshul. Is it Hoshul? I'm sorry, Kugler. Um, uh, close. Yeah, real close. <laughs> <laughs> not not very close so uh, she has handed me a list of what she's about to tell you about what's going on with her card um, I will tell you that I'm going to investigate this tomorrow myself every bit of what she's put on here and if she stops by the office I will give her a her a check for her amount okay um, now I know that we're not responsible to do that it's supposed to be Dynagy I'll get it from them. Appreciate that. So I will absolutely uh, make sure that, that this is rectified with them uh, as far as that goes. So um, we've had a lot of, since we've, since I was here last, I'm finding that the company that they use, this North Lane company, has, I, I'd give them about a C plus on how they've done. And I've encouraged Dynagy not to use them again if anything like this ever happens. We've never had anything like this happen before. This is a, this is a, and, and since 2005 we've been doing this, I've never seen anything like this. And, and I will make sure that it gets rectified. Uh, I've given her my number, she can stop by the office tomorrow and I will make sure that she is made whole. So, um, to the gas program, everybody uh, has seen how the performance has gone the last six months with the gas program, it's been phenomenal. A lot of residents have saved a ton of money. Um, the Duke rate, I say rate, it's the GCR, it's what they've recovered. In November was 82 cents, in December was 72 cents, January, February were 62, March is 72 coming up. There's a little change, oh, that's just approximate. Uh, 
Sycamore Township rate's been 39.6 cents. People saved in the last six months hundreds of dollars. Um, we have gone through a pretty crazy period with gas because of COVID. Basically every industry shut down and didn't use very much gas. The price dropped through the floor. Folks still got a pretty, pretty good deal. It was a little bit above where the market was, but it's recovered and everybody that was on the program over the three years has saved money to this point. And they're gonna save through March, April, and May, it looks like, as of now. Um, what I'm asking you tonight is give uh, your administrator, Mr. Kellams, the not the opportunity, the authorization for us to move forward with the next contract. The prices in the market are vastly different than we were three years ago. The world is vastly different than it was three weeks ago. Um, energy prices are um, not great. We had not gotten prices that this good for this program and in six or eight months. So the vendor that will be that we're going to ask you to choose once we get through the final negotiation with them is going to hopefully come in at between 53 and 54 cents. That is pretty. It's it, it's it's a, it's higher than the last program, but market projections will tell you that that's going to end up being, uh, we think, a fair price to the residents of Sycamore Township. Um, I've included in there some future uh, pricing in the packet and a couple of things that, you know, we're at pretty low storage levels right now, which is going to drive the price up for the next however long it takes. I don't know when fracking is going to get started again, if it ever does. Um, but we feel at Energy Alliances that this is something that we need to execute. Not asking you to execute contract tonight, asking you to authorize the administrator to do, uh, to, to be able to allow them to buy and execute a contract. It's gonna be next week. So there's gonna be more discussion with the, with the vendor, there's gonna be more negotiation, and then we're gonna get to a number we want. No supplier will hold this price. For as volatile as it is right now. It's just not gonna happen. So any vendor that, that says, okay, we're gonna buy X amount of gas for Sycamore Township, they're not gonna say the price is 53 and a half cents and then say, oh, sign the contract when you want because in two weeks it could be 65 cents. Right. So it would be quite a bit of money. So that, that is what I'm here asking you to do tonight. Um, the very last page, uh, we give ourselves a little bit of cushion on that with regard to the pricing uh, I have one you want, you want we get we give our we give ourselves we give ourselves yeah it's about seven percent cushion and I'm asking for 57 cents at this point and we expect it to be lower we don't think the market's gonna move that quickly to get it much higher so and it's been off the last two days went up a little bit this morning then when we lock in, how long are we locking in for? Well, we're only going to do two years. The reason is, is if the market would move, it's going to move in the far future, and we could actually come back to you and take a much lower rate if that would occur and blend it into this rate and lower the price okay. further. So we usually did three years. This time we did two years in abundance of caution. We can always tack on a third year at any time okay. if we want to do that. The trustees so choose. Tacking on at the same rate or at a new leading or lower. 
or lower. I mean, so this rate came in as a descending rate. Mm -hmm. It was it was it was sixty three and forty eight, and so we we asked them to mix it to to blend it for two years. If we wanted to tack on a third, though, when rates generally had risen, are we looking at a higher rate for the third year? Or? Well, we wouldn't do it uh -oh. until we until because we might be able to pick up the second year after the one we didn't tack on. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a it's a it's a market game, and it's it's how the commodity is and how the futures are. If the futures are good. We'll, we'll lower it. Uh, otherwise, we'll just kind of stand pat. No, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, this is consistent with, with what we're seeing. You know, in, it's in it's even. It's, it's hard. They won't hold. You can't. You can't get anybody to hold a price. For, no. For, well, yeah, you might not, get 24 hour. You might get you might get 48. Maybe if you're lucky. When when we get the final negotiated price, we'll probably be asking Mr. Combs to sign it that afternoon. That would not. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's been it's been really volatile, and it's you know like you said we've your your chart is accurate. It's what we've seen you know across yeah. the board. So um, appreciate being on top of it. If I and I, and I will say if I came to you back in September, I'd still be asking for this kind of urgency because no one's holding the prices. Yep, got it. Right. All right. So what do we need? I think do we just need to make a so motion or resolution? Just a motion. The contract with who? Energy Alliance. The contract will be with the new supplier. Okay, so then we need a motion to authorize um, the interim administrator to execute a contract with the new supplier. With the chosen supplier. Okay, I move what he said. <laughs> <laughs> we have a motion. We I'll second, second that. <laughs> motion what is second. <laughs> Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Whedon. Aye. Thank you. Okay. See you tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Dan. Drive Thanks, safely Dan. across town. Thank you. Okay, next, uh, next time on the agenda, we have uh, Tony Lang of Street Food XPO. Yes, sir. Welcome. I guess I owe everybody here an apology for the last meeting last month. As we know, there was a Bengals game that weekend, and uh, <laughs> I gave my employees uh, that Monday off and went to work on Tuesday thinking it was Monday. So <laughs> <laughs> got a call on uh, Wednesday from uh, uh, your parks guy, and he said, hey, uh, you missed the meeting last night. I was like, I got it tonight. I'm coming tonight. He goes, no, it was last night. <laughs> so I owe you all an apology. Um, so I don't know how much uh, Jason's filled you in on the uh, street food expo that um, he's approached us to do at uh, Bechtel Park, um, but I'm here to answer any questions and kind of go over the thing with you. And I think maybe at this point each month I'd like to come back and give you guys updates of where things are at. Sure. Um, so uh, I guess you used to do the big concert series at Bechtel, and. Um, there was a bunch of pop-up tent vendors there that sold food and he kind of reached out to me last October and said I'd like you guys to look at potentially doing a food truck alley like Blue Ash and Westchester and you know other townships and so I took a look at the park and I said you've got all the room and I said my biggest concern is parking because you know if we put this together the right way you're talking you know thousands of people coming and I said I don't see that parking there but I think we can get shuttle service set up for it to shuttle people in. 
Uh, if anybody here knows the Naked Karate Girls, they themselves will bring in probably two or 3,000 people. Um, since we built the website and created the event, uh, we've already signed 32 food trucks. Our limit, um, from my standpoint, logistically, is 40. So we still have another month before the expiration date for them to register. Um, and so, mapped out, we went out and walked it with a, with a walk meter to make sure that we had, you know, could fit 40. <coughs> and uh, we can get them all in there um, without any problems. They can still, if they're a trailer connected to a, a mobile unit, they can still stay connected to their actual tow vehicle without having to disconnect. So that there will save us parking. Um, I think there's probably 14 of them that have tow vehicles. Um, Are they going to be on the path, I believe? That was right? Yes. So I'm going to have everybody come in from the, the uh, large entrance on the far side of the park. And that's and then we'll circle them around based on where their spot's going to be. Um, and then we have contracted out with uh, the Naked Karate Girls to provide the sound uh, for the full day. And music will start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We've already committed and lined up and signed all the entertainment for the day. They're all local bands, so we don't have that big price tag like the REO Speedwagons do. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, logistically, working with the uh, police department is going to be critical in making sure that we've got good traffic flow around that whole entrance point. Um, and we're just, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to show and where we're going to show from. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, we have probably an estimation of about $30,000 in costs. And so right now, um, we're just now got the sponsorship packages put together because now we have all the media lined up of what we're gonna do to advertise it. And um, we've got City Beat, we've got uh, Warm 98, um, a couple of other radio stations and, and bloggers and websites to help market and promote it. So, you know, if this turns out anything like some of the other festivals that I've done in the past, um, we're going to have thousands of people at the park on this particular day. Good weather, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to need some help. So I'm just coming to you this early to let you know and put it on the, you know, on your radar. Um, Sergeant Chris. What day is this slug uh, for? Uh, this is Saturday, June 25th. Okay. And we any have, idea of how many sheriffs you, you think you need there? I think that's probably got to be a conversation for him and I to sit down and, and look at the logistics of everything, and then he can determine what we would probably, okay. you know, would suffice. Um, I would just like for us to do that soon. I know how hard it is for them to get. We're going to need at least uh, two for each. We're going to need uh, two for traffic control at each entrance, and depending on how many hours it goes, right. we might want to break that into shifts. Yeah. And we definitely want to have a presence, you know, um, throughout the event. Mm -hmm. So even if they're off duty or you know, uniformed, obviously would be better. But we want to make sure that everybody that visits, you know, sees that there's a presence there. So it limits any. Do we need to bring a stage in for the advance? Yes. Yes. And I think Jason's taking care of that. So he's okay. submitted that diagram to me. And based on that, we have been able to design, you know, the banners and everything that are going to go on the stage for sponsors. Good. Um, and again, if anybody knows of any businesses that would apply, because in the past, if you look at the sponsors that are on the site now, um, up at the top, 
what's happened in the past is there's been a food truck rally and that was it it was just food trucks or if you do what Springfield does there's a gourmet food truck competition and they've been doing it for 13 years now and there's $20,000 that's put up as prize money which is why so many trucks go to that particular uh, event and then we have all the people because we fabricate food trucks and uh, concession trailers and as we've been working with different vendors over the past several years we realized that there's no industry expo of the people that service that industry so you know if you if you shop as a food trucker you're usually going down to one of the wholesale outlets to purchase food um, well we happen to send people to like Averblay downtown or we send them to 80 acres or we send them to jungle gyms we try and send them to local as opposed to the big box retailers and so we started reaching out to these folks and asking them, hey, would you be interested in coming out and putting the whole industry together on display? And it was an overwhelming yes. So we're going to not only have the food truck vendors, you know, the music, the craft beer, which is local, um, but then we'll have local businesses in the park with their booths set up that service the food truck industry. And so I think it's an all-in-one package deal for anybody that's looking to get into the street food business. Um, they can come out here and just you know, explore everything. So that's kind of what makes this, I think, different and why it's going to be so big because it's got all those elements combined into one event. This is going to be a very exciting event. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot cheaper than the big concerts <laughs> based on what Jason's told me. I'm with you there. <laughs> so those are all the trucks there. All those logos are all trucks that have already signed up and committed. Um, and I think we have eight more openings. Um, once we get to 40, that's that's the max. I think we have a few operators in the township. I know one in particular that I don't see on the list, so I wonder if they'd be interested. Who this. would that be? Uh, Catch a Fire Pizza. I don't know if they're still operating their truck or not. But Yeah, he doesn't have his truck anymore. Oh, he doesn't? Okay. No. He's got the mobile pizza unit, but he very he, he doesn't take it out for less than three grand, I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, he lives in Heitmeier, which is in the township. So yeah. There's another one that visits Heitmeier regularly, too, that might be owned in there. I'll, I'll look into that. What about Chili Hut? You know Chili Hut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they ever they signed up? No, they have not signed up. So it's an open invitation. I mean, for example, Wicked Lobster is a truck out of Columbus. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you like lobster rolls, but they're some of the best in the state. And uh, those guys are coming down all the way from Columbus to spend the day with us. And uh, they've got really good lobster rolls. <laughs> Do you have some craft breweries lined up yet? I, I saw. So yes, we have. Um, um, March 1st, which I'm actually going there on March 1st tonight um, to go meet with uh, those guys and mm -hmm. let them know, you know, everything. Because I've got the, the sponsorship uh, numbers finally to give them. Um, they have the most selection, let's put it that way, for a one stop shop. Um, they are also the six more townships. Yeah. Yeah. And so I uh, approached Christopher. Um, right after Jason got a hold of me and I said look if we take this on I'm gonna need some sponsor dollars are you guys in and he said absolutely said, okay I'll let you know when we get to that point so <laughs> very good well I certainly appreciate your willingness to continue to come back and kind of update us on how the, the events yeah. pulling together um, there, there's, a, there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to pulling these things off and so we appreciate your willingness to is there anything for kids yes so we contacted um, Citygate Church because last year we went to their food truck rally and they had this ginormous like 
air air jungle gym all time. I mean, they had so many things out there for kids, and I'm like, you know, what company is this? And I got their card, I got all their information, and so we're gonna have them come up and set up this whole, you know, play zone for kids. So there'll be plenty of activities. Um, we've contacted Sterling Magicians. We've got some face painters. We've got all your traditional stuff for kids to do. You know, while their parents are getting food, and we're actually going to take the the food friendly for kids and put them into the play area, so oh, that the trucks are by where the candy food trucks. Is yeah, that what I saw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he just added something that I'm not so sure about. <laughs> uh, we'll have to find out about that. He's doing cannabis cotton candy. Oh, <laughs> cannabis <laughs> cotton candy. Well, <laughs> he just announced that yesterday. Just like keep eating more or what? <laughs> Is that just flavored just or infused? You just keep eating cotton candy I all that. I guess he makes some, some kind of CBD oil or something. I don't know. Wow. He said it's 100% legal. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you yeah, know, okay. Like, so <laughs> not in the kids section. Okay. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably put him by the stage. <laughs> so our, our part of it that you're looking for for our sponsorship uh, is what well I mean we talked about this Jason and I said you know logistically I'm going to need the support obviously from police fire and you know EMS and so that's kind of going to be you know the bill that you guys are going to have to absorb um, and I think you know, if I can get with you separate, we can discuss all the logistics, and then you give me your recommendation of what you're going to. Then we'll have to come back with them next month and say, "Here's his recommendation based on what we see happening." Okay. Probably some maintenance, maintenance also. Case. Work the grounds, yeah, the, or do you have people there? Yeah, the parks. Uh, Jason said they would take care of um, you know the trash removal throughout the day. Um, other things as far as you know the stage logistics and setting that up and, and all that kind of stuff so lights and stuff like that yeah so we plan to run power um, we've given the trucks the option um, we are going to probably end up renting two of these uh, what are called 10 uh, gigawatt generators from our rental and those things can run you know power to an entire event um, and then they've got the, the light carousels that they bring out to, to light everything up at night. Um, given the time of the year that this is going to be, it's probably not going to get dark until about 9.15 based on the Farmer's Almanac. So um, I've done a little research on that to see how long we have to light everything. We're going to end at 10 o'clock promptly. Um, and at that point, you know, it's going to be a probably four-hour teardown process. Mm -hmm. It's getting all the trucks out is mm -hmm. going to be, you know, the fun part. <laughs> yeah, I think the part. I think to your point, you know, you're going to draw thousands of people, and so you know, kind of identifying that that shuttle plan, that you know, that auxiliary parking area, and, and getting people there will be. And we have a relationship with several parking lots around it. We've used over the years for our uh, festivals, also. Okay, that's information that I need. You know, so that when we go to announce shuttle services, um, we know how to direct it. Um, right now, it's just been in, in the stage of just getting everything, that, that, you know, the foundation in place. And we just made it public um, February 1st. So it's relatively new, and as soon as it went public, we just, there are all kinds of applicants coming in. And that's strange for a first year event, because most of them want to know, you know, 
how many people were there last year? How long have you been doing this? And us, since I'm the president of the association, we've got trust amongst the food truck community, and they know that if we're going to do something, you know, it's going to be done big and it's going to go, uh, it'll go off pretty good. So, but yeah, I mean, Sycamore um, is perfect location because you've got thousands of houses around this park. Yep. People can walk to it. <coughs> so now we just got to get the word out to the community. And I think we submitted the information on your Facebook page, and you guys are tagged as a as a co-sponsor. So we've got a newsletter coming out within yeah. the next month or two, I think, so we can get it out in that too to push out to everybody. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, anyways, that's uh, that's it in a nutshell. And uh, I will get with you, and I'll get your card, and we'll get together. And do you know if there's going to be any cooking in tents, or is it all confined? In no, the it's all on mobile units. All on the trucks. Yeah. We're not taking any pop-up vendors. So they will all have their own license. Correct. So in order to belong in the association, you have to have a current health department certificate. You have to have a one, $2 million aggregate of insurance. And then you also have to have your fire department inspection. And so all three of those certificates are going to be on file. So I'm assuming we will get with your local health department um, whoever that's going to we be. We use the county. So it would be the county? Yep. And what we do is give them a big folder of everybody's certificates and say here's everybody's stuff that they've submitted so you can see it and now you can go and check every truck you know, and do a spot check and make sure they're, they're compliant and legal. Same with the fire department. We got a blitz coming up uh, from City of Cincinnati. It's both the uh, health and fire department along with Hall on March 8th. So they did it last year at the uh, Union Center Terminal and probably 60 trucks came down and got inspected all on the same day. Yeah, there's limitations to those for the trucks. I mean, they have to be inspected. There's that to be inspection. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a firefighter for 32 years. <coughs> he knows all about it then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for the okay. update. Any, any other questions yeah. brother, from the board? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody got any other questions? Tony, I think we're good. Yep. Thank you. Okay, Appreciate guys. Appreciate you coming out. Thank you. Thank you. you. Card. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next item up on the agenda is uh, public comments. Uh, do we have any here tonight, Skyler? Uh, yes, sir. Next on the list is Ms. Tracy Hughes. Hi, uh, Tracy Hughes, 4705 Dunedin Avenue. Um, I came to, I'm going to had <clears throat> prepared comments, but on my way here I thought, oh, what's the status of the turn signal on Orchard? The, there was a traffic study um, sitting in traffic tonight. I'm like, oh, I should ask. We discussed this several months ago. I don't know where that's gone. Um, anyway, that's food for thought. I, I'm here to comment on the February 1st trustee meeting. Quite frankly, when I couldn't make it to the 15th meeting, I thought, I'm going to let this go. But then I watched the fiscal officer's report and Mr. Vergelak's comments and decided I would like to make a statement for the record. First, for the record, elections have consequences and the majority of the board has every right to the actions such as disbanding committees. No problem with that. I in no way condone disrespect of township officials, employees, 
and or volunteers, and I agree 100% that it should not be tolerated. But it was also interesting to me that there was already an events committee formed, um, and they, it was mentioned that they were pleased with the interest shown before the parks committee was dissolved. So I didn't know if the trustees had voted for this or not. But my major concern about the February 1st meeting, while Trustee Weedman claims the Finance Committee was political, the actions by the majority of the board on February 1st was the definition of political. Mr. Kellams had the committee, these committees on his agenda for discussion, but not all members of the board knew that. The law director had resolutions prepared, but those weren't shared with everyone on the board. And Mr. Weedman was prepared with copies of campaign contributions to be outraged and to make his point. First of all, I'd like to remind the residents of Sycamore Township, Mr. Weedman had no issue with receiving a $10,000 contribution from someone who was, not a who was not registered to vote in Ohio, nor a property owner in the township. Kathy Bergen, also known as Kathy Bastos, lives in Washington, D.C. The LLC where the check was written is a Florida LLC. She neither owns property in Sycamore Township, but David Bastos, the president of CIG, had a large development being considered by the board after the election. This is not illegal, but do not feign distaste for campaign contributions from non-Ohio uh, non registered voters. The person on the finance committee is a property owner and a taxpayer in Sycamore Township, so he has a vested interest in the finances of the township. Kathy Bergen-Bastos had a vested interest in seeing the, the election go the way that way. Either these are both political or neither one are political. So, Trustee Weedman and Trustee Schwegman expressed concern that the Finance Committee was redundant or created a burden on the township employees. Perhaps redundancy or oversight is needed after seeing a misstatement of funds to the tune of over a million dollars in the fiscal officer's report on February 15th. So Trustee James is the person the residents can look to for catching these errors. I hope in the future other trustees can show us that they have looked into the reports that are being read into the record since they saw fit to dissolve the Finance Committee. The point of my comments tonight to the board, please be better. The time to settle your scores and be outraged about what happened when other people were in charge is over. Work together to move the township forward. Thank you. Oh, and I have copies too. I, could, I brought copies of checks too. Thanks, Tracy. Okay, anybody else? Yes, sir. Uh, Ms. Kathy Kugler. Hello, my name is Kathy Kugler. I live in the township. Um, as Mr. Dieter said, he caught me to ask to try and resolve the issue that I'm bringing up. Uh, and I have gave him a copy of what my concerns were, but I brought, let's see, three copies for the trustees. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's hard to tell when you're speaking in public sometimes it's a little nervous um, I came tonight to talk about the refund process by Dinergy to Sycamore Township customers uh, the refund of the overcharge was completely poorly executed everybody agrees on that 
I received two debit cards on different dates. <laughs> I went through a lot of work to activate the first one, and it didn't work. I used it two places and it was denied. Uh, I wasn't terribly embarrassed, but it was a little uncomfortable. Uh, when the second one came, I decided I'm not going to do that again. So on February uh, 14th, I contacted three different customer service persons, and I reached them through the number on the letter that I received. Uh, no one knew what I was talking about. I then attempted to go online for a refund check, which is also in the letter. Uh, there's no link or address, so I just contacted Dinergy's uh, website. Well, absolutely no one there knew what I was talking about. So I asked to speak to a supervisor, and I was told that no one was available and that someone would call me within 24 hours. I did get a call the next day. I asked for a check, and I pointed out the letter is misleading because it doesn't give you any way to actually get the check. Um, the customer service said it would arrive in five days. I haven't gotten anything yet. That was 11 business days ago. It's longer than that. So prior to this, I did send an email to all of you, you too, asking for some help on this. I didn't hear back from anybody but Mr. James. Uh, and so I seen we all got the request to get some help, and I'm sure you got it too, because I'm sure I had the right email address. At any rate, on the heels of this phone call with Dinergy, I received a very suspicious call on a very sus similar subject. Uh, I wondered if the customer list for Dinergy has been hacked. And so I was called today by a Monica Lyons, identifying herself as representing Duke Energy Customer Choice. Uh, I have the phone number if the police want to look into this. Uh, she offered me 25% lower rates on gas and electric. And she said, she, I said, well, you know, I really, I'm not sure I want to make that decision right now. So she said, well, can I call you back? I said, sure. Uh, she never called me back. She also wanted my account information, which I did not give her. Um, so I think that should, I'm, I'm concerned that this is exactly the same issue I had, refund, overcharges, reduced rates, and it comes under the name of Duke Energy. Maybe it's real. Is, is it real? I mean, would you know? I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. I have I not did. heard of that one. Okay, all right. Duke Energy Customer Choice is what it was called. Uh, I want to know, has an audit been done to see if Dinergy has overcharged customers before? I know we caught this one or someone did. It could have happened before and nobody caught it. Is there an audit that's been done to look at that? Not that I'm aware of. No. Okay, I think it should be. Uh, have the township elected officials contacted Duke Energy on this refund issue? Because obviously it would have been best just to take it off my bill. I've had multiple conversations. Su uh, subject to your original email, I had mo I had two conversations with Dan Dieters. Um, and I know Tracy Kellum's also had conversations with Dan Dieters as well. So it's not like you weren't we weren't responding to it. We were trying to get to the bottom of it. We didn't have good answers at the time. I didn't get any response at all, even that you were working I, on I it. Think, I think what happened was... Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. I think uh, we, we were working on trying to come find out what the problem was so we could get a solution to the problem at the time. And then Dan Dieters came in and gave a, you weren't here, but gave a broadcast message to all of our residents through our, uh, through our, uh, at our meeting to let everybody know exactly what the situation was and how, what the, what the solution was. I think you probably saw that meeting. I think you said you saw that meeting, but you weren't here if, if I, if I heard you correctly, but. A couple of meetings before when I was here, I heard that there was an issue coming up with energy. Otherwise, I would have thrown 
this thing away thinking it was a credit card request, you know, sign up for Dinergy's credit card, you know, because everybody that you have any business contact with now has their own credit card that they want to sign you up with. It would have been nice to have heard back, Kathy, we're working on it, thanks. That's, that would have been sufficient. Well, we were working on it, for, for the record. But we, to send me an we email to that to respond frankly, to me. Dan Dieters did not know about it until I brought, the, brought it to the attention from another resident who, who called me asking me questions about it as well. So this is well before, this was bef well before the, the cards were ever sent. This is when there was a question about the charge. So we were aware of it, we were working on it, and um, uh, it wasn't like we threw your, threw your email in the trash. I want you to know that we were working on it. So. Well, uh, thank you for that explanation, but you could have just shot me back. We're working on it. That would have been great. That would have been fine. I didn't hear from anybody but Mr. James. Oh, I, th I thought Tracy was going to communicate with you because we were working together with Dan Dieter, So Well, he didn't communicate with me either. Okay. <coughs> I, 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 I will know. Mr. I believe Mr. No, I was just going to say, I believe Mr. Dieters has been here several meetings because I didn't officially become a trustee until January 1st. I was here in December and November meetings, and I know that this was discussed in a fair level of detail back then as far as it was an issue, things were being done to try and resolve it. So, um, you know, I, I do know that Mr. Dieters has been here several times. To, I to didn't send him an email because I didn't know who he was. I sent it to you guys because that's who I knew who you were. So. Uh, and I will say again, just a response back of working on it would have been fine uh, at any rate. Um, I, so, I, I will join in on that, by the way. I know it's frustrating when you email a group of people and don't necessarily hear back from all of them or someone responds and the others don't know there's been a response. I, I would ask our staff and my fellow trustees, too, just, you know, courteously respond to people and let them know we're working on things. Or, Tracy, if you get an email that we're all copied on and you respond so that I don't nag you later to ask if you answered, copy us and let us know you did it. And that way we don't all waste each other's time on some of that, too. But just... Tracy and I did have a conversation about it. I, th I think he assumed that I was going to communicate with you, and I assumed he was going to yeah. communicate with you. So that's kind of where it went. But we we had a conference call with Dan Dieters as well. So okay. And as soon as I got your email, I forwarded to Dan. <coughs> Thought Dan was going to get a hold of you that day. So that's my fault that I didn't communicate with you. Okay. Well, if I send you another email in the future, maybe I'll get a response. I, I don't send many. Uh, okay. I have one more question. Uh, how much in total were the residents of Sycamore Township overcharged? I mean, mine was only $14, but there are thousands of residents. So is it $1,000 that is being refunded, or is it $50,000? I mean, I, I would I like Mr. to know. Had, he had a pretty comprehensive report. Not only Sycamore Township was not the only municipality that this happened to. It happened, I believe, in two, two others, I think it was. Three yeah. And he had a pretty comprehensive there. report on... The impact of Sycamore Township as well. The, I can't remember off the top top of my head what those numbers were, but but when he spoke to us, it was two meetings ago. I think it, it, Kathy, if you do go back and watch the video, or the numbers may be in our minutes from them. And I'm not sure, but he did provide some numbers as to it. The township had requested that, and it 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 was a, a large, widespread impact, you know, relatively small per household, I think, but quite a few but when people. when you multiply were affected. it by. 5,000 households. I mean, I don't know how many oh, were yeah, affected. Quite a few were the affected. reason I asked that, that's a lot of money to just disappear. Um, and if those cards are not used and nobody gets a check, 
how are we making that person whole? We, we Which might be an old lady who meeting. can't use the internet. Yeah, we, we actually did address that in the meeting, and Mr. Dieters discussed that too. And it, just to summarize, he said they'd be taking care of it in some way. State law doesn't let them just keep the money either. They'd ultimately have to pay it over to a state unclaimed funds fund, if nothing else. But I, I'd encourage you to go back unclaimed and look at funds. That. I mean, really. I mean, so once the person is not made whole, they may be never made whole. Um, well, we, we had actually asked Mr. Dieters to ensure they're going to do outreach to any of the cards that weren't negotiated by their July expiration date. And I expect we're going to get a report back from that at some point because, yeah, it's, it's very important to me, too, that everybody gets made whole. So I'm keeping an eye on it. Well, uh, I, I, I'm sure that Mr. Dieters is a very fine man. He was very nice to approach me and offer me that I need to drive over to his place to get this fixed up, so that'll be the fifth thing I've done on this. But at any rate, is Dinergy trustworthy? Are they the best rate and customer service provider? I, I don't know. Based on my experience, it left a little bit of a lemon in my mouth, uh, but I realize maybe they do have the best price. I don't know. You've got to have to go to bat for me on that one. Uh, they are I'm, not the supplier in what he was discussing earlier tonight that they anticipate contracting with the next time. Well, at any rate, so I realize that residents that come to this meeting and have this opportunity to speak are not given a response. You've given me a little thank you. I am asking to receive a written response to my questions at a future date, maybe within 30 days of this meeting, if you wouldn't mind. And it doesn't, you know, I just, I kind of feel like sometimes you come to these and you bring up a concern and it, it evaporates into space. And I just didn't want that to happen here because I did take the time to come. And uh, I think it's a... It's not just a Kathy Kugler issue, it's everybody who went through this. Uh, so thank you for your attention and your time. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Mr. Keller, anybody else? No, sir. Okay, next item on the agenda is the Sheriff Patrol Report, Chris. The twice postponed block watch meeting is back on the books. It's scheduled for March 13th. Uh, Bitterman will be there, and he's going to bring his uh, potential replacement to introduce to everyone. We kind of want everybody to kind of get used to seeing him. Uh, Deputy Euler is offered to step into Sycamore Township and the two beat and kind of cover the high point area and make himself available for those people. Okay. Um, so that's the only thing I have to report. Okay. Great. Any questions? <laughs> Kathy, you're sitting near an open window there. Maybe if you move over here. Oh. Yeah. It gets stuffy in here pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. All it's right. pretty warm up here, I think. Actually. <laughs> well, we're all cool. <laughs> okay. Um, EMS and fire. Chief. Good evening, everyone. I um, Just a couple things. I requested a... Um, a PO from with Tracy today we're looking at we need to add some more turnout gear lockers to the fire station the guys where they store their gear so they don't it's not on the floor and everywhere uh, we never did have enough for all the firefighters so we want to add a few to get so everybody each firefighter has a gear locker that they can put their turnout gear in when they go off duty so he'll bring that up at the, at the thing and then the the only other thing I have is Mr. James asked me about um, looking at this parking situation on uh, Charter Oak. And 8 o'clock this morning, I went by there, and this is what I found. And, and quite frankly, this is unacceptable for me due to the fact that they're parking on both sides of the street. And uh, often they're closer together than what your picture yes, shows, by the way. And, and 
they they were parked all the way down Charter Oak in various places. I I didn't see anyone parked close to a hydrant or anything like that, but they pick every available spot they can find. And uh, this is kind of an awkward situation. I know normally we try to regulate parking on the hydrant side, but my concern with this particular incident here is that these huge trees are on the hydrant side and I I prefer that if we're going to park that we don't force our fire trucks under those trees just in case we something gets knocked off of a truck with one of some of these limbs the, the ladder truck gets very close to that tree and um, I talked to Tracy today about it my recommendation would be not to post a fire lane sign but just a no parking anytime and and it would and and to put it on the the non-hydrant side and that would strictly be to eliminate parking on both sides of the street. That that's that's the only thing. we we don't have anything uh, by law that we can follow. So if anybody challenges it, uh, it but but it we do have we do have to we do have to address the parking on both sides of the street because that that really makes a tight fit. If somebody else parks in front of that blue car. It's going to make it very tight for the sure. larger vehicles to get through there. Now, the guy that I spoke to last time had that big flatbed truck, and he, he does have that parked in his driveway, so I don't know whose vehicles these are, if they're his or they're people across the street or who they are. I think they're the same family, but I'm not certain. Um, yeah. The, the, the big truck that was out there, he's, he when I asked him to move it, he did, and it's, it looks like it's still moved. It's still in his driveway, yeah, but now there's, driveway. there's new ones out there. Yeah. But regardless, the, the both sides of the street parking is not, not good. Now, now, by not allowing both sides of the street parking, you mean allowing it on one side only and not on yes. the other, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then talking to Chief, I mean, one of the big problems here is with these cars here, somebody's heading towards Kugler Mill. They're left of center because these people are parking here now. Somebody comes off of Kugler, off of Kugler onto here. Now they're heading right for each other. I mean, yeah. we obviously yeah. need uh, no parking on, on one of these sides for sure. Chief, you're saying that you'd like to have uh, you'd like to have parking on the uh, actually on the hydrant side because of these trees. Yes, that way that way when our trucks go toward the middle of the road, they're they're moving away from those trees. Gotcha. If it's parking's on the other side, they're going to force them real close to those trees, and gotcha. I'm worried about doing damage to the trucks with those limbs, with those trees like they are. Makes sense. So that's yeah. about the ugliest tree I've ever seen. It looks too. like Duke or, or one of their, <laughs> yeah. one of their yeah. tree yeah. removals. Yeah. Like yeah. Duke has done bizarre things it's to that scary over the last 20 years. <laughs> And I think, I, Tracy, I had to call you one day, what, last year? Because there was a giant sword of Damocles, like, limb hanging from that tree right over the roadway, over the center of it. So, so, so uh, what do we need to do to, to, uh, to get that implemented? Well, we'll have to pass a resolution. We do not have it tonight because okay. we didn't know which way you wanted to go or of any way. But uh, you can just direct uh, me to get a resolution put together. And I'll have it at the next meeting. Okay. Well, we w we will direct you to have a resolution prepared for the next mm -hmm. meeting, and uh, so that we're all in agreement, we're going to be parking, actually having parking on the uh, hydrant side and not on the uh, 
non-hydrant side. So no yeah. parking will be on the west side. Correct. All right. Okay. Chief, anything else? That's all. Okay. Any questions? And uh, the length of that will be from the from the bend. You know where Chief's shooting his picture from. There's a 90 degree bend in this road. Yeah. You want it the whole length of this road from all the, the bend, way to the stop sign. All the way to the stop sign. Mm -hmm. Yep. Really, it may even need to be before the bend then. Because mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to be out in the middle of the road at the stop right. sign. Yeah. So. Which doesn't solve anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, my own suggestion would be if, if it would make sense is possibly leave space on the house on the corner there in the bend with the driveway that faces north, right? That leave room for them to park at least one car adjacent to the driveway immediately up to the driveway if there's room for that and then yeah where you're putting the arrow start the no parking there before the turn when i when i spoke to the guy last year about this when i asked him to move his vehicle he was he was pretty nice about it but i i told him that if it didn't happen we would be forced to put fire lane signs in out yeah or put no parking signs out because yeah, I even expressed, the picture doesn't do justice for how those, how close those tree limbs are hanging all out of the road, mm -hmm. that a fire truck's going to clip it or any tall truck, Rumpke, whoever, and um, I explained that to him that I didn't want our trucks going under those trees, get being forced that close to the trees, and I said if you don't move it, you're going to force me to put no parking signs out. Yeah, Duke was actually out this morning at. I think about 8.45 a.m. Yeah, when I drove by there with a bucket, tr a bucket truck yeah, right under it. <laughs> <laughs> the trees look good, too. I've, yeah. I've never Is seen that it look that way. Is that a 1969 shot or what? Uh, 2018. 18? No way. Yeah. <laughs> There's that call for uh -huh. Yeah. Well, Scott, can you go back to the overhead? Sure. So uh, up here on Charter Road, the only problem with, yeah. I, I would really like to extend it all the way to the driveway. That is a yeah. blind corner. It is a total yeah, blind yeah. corner. It's really bad. You can see cars parked right across the street from there right now. Yeah. Uh, that That is a blind corner. That's yeah, you're, you're right, actually. You're yeah. a bad spot right You're going to have the same situation you had up at Tenderfoot. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yep. Okay, so you'll bring us a resolution, Tracy. I will. Thank you. Uh, next item on the agenda is roads maintenance and recreation report. And that would be you, Tracy. So the first thing that I have is on recreation. Uh, we just talked to uh, Mr. Tony Lang about the uh, food expo that we're looking to do in June. I have sent uh, the, all of you uh, contracts uh, that we are looking <clears throat> for bands to hire uh, to continue our music in the park series. Uh, we're looking for uh, the remains to be there in July, Soul Pocket Band to be there in August, and uh, excuse me if I don't see the name on somebody can speak up. Model behavior? Is that what it is? Model behavior in September. Mm -hmm. 
So we've already, uh, Jason has already worked on these and uh, negotiated some prices. So, uh, as you can see, remains is $2,000, salt pockets $2,500, and model behavior is $1,100. So really just looking for a motion to proceed with this if, if you're in favor of these three. I move we proceed with these contracts with these three bands. We have a motion, we have a second. These are Saturday nights, correct? Or Friday nights? Tracy, do we know these dates, these performance dates, Saturdays or Fridays? I think they're Saturdays, but I can look. I know they're all the same day because we didn't want to move them around. That's what I figured. July 9th is a Saturday. I mean, I'll certainly, I'll certainly second it. I was just curious as to yeah. what. August 13th is a Saturday. No, Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Okay. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. RFQ submittals. I do. So, uh, as you know, we went out on uh, three different submittals for uh, RFQs for... Hey, can I, before you do that, can I go back to something? Sir? Um, uh, Ms. Hughes has suggested that we have an events committee already in place even prior to the, uh, prior to the uh, dissolving of our parks committee. That's the first I've ever heard of it, so maybe you can comment on that. I, I actually put my name in for it that evening after the meeting. So, uh, it, Tracy, it was do we? On, it's on your website that they're taking names for an event. Do we have a Do we have an events committee in place? We do not. Okay. We're Thank you. Names. We are Thank taking you. names. Yes. That's yeah. not what I understood you said, but that's good. Okay. Um. Back to the RFQ committee middles. Okay, so we have uh, put out three, uh, three different submittals. One is for the Montgomery Road Sidewalk Project. This is the project that we got sort of grants for. It runs from Stewart Road down to Ken Arbor Road. We uh, received seven submittals, all from very high quality engineering firms. And uh, Strand Associates uh, rated the highest in this, and we would, I would like a motion to be able to uh, proceed with negotiations with Strand for this project. Okay, you need a motion? Yes. I move we proceed with Strand Associates for the Montgomery Road sidewalk project. Second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? I do have a question. They were rated the highest. So what was the... How did they compare to the others? Was it a razor's edge? Was it more? So between Strand and they were all fairly close. They're all very good uh, firms as far as quality of their uh, team. They're all fairly the same. Uh, most of the difference was in the approach of the project and, and what we thought was the best approach. Strand and Burgess and Nipel, who we've worked with also before, were very close. We just thought Strand uh, had the, the best approach uh, for this project. And we've had good results with them in the past? So we have not contracted with them before, but I've worked with them on county projects before, and including the, uh, the roundabout project, so they, they do an excellent job. Okay. They come highly regarded. 
So the next project was the Gideon Lane culvert. Oh, I thought we already voted. Mr. Porter? Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Schwegman? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Thank you. The next project is the Gideon Lane culvert project. This is a project for replacing uh, 96-inch pipe under Gideon Lane that has failed. Uh, we got uh, some grant money for this project also. We had five firms put in for this, and uh, we have rated Carpenter Marty as the highest firm for this project. We've had great results with them. In fact, they, uh, they are the ones that did our uh, Dillon Vale culverts and our uh, headwall project, and uh, it went very well. I move we proceed with Carpenter Marty for the Gideon Lane project. Second. Motion second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. So the third one is the traffic impact study, Kenwood Road and Montgomery Road. This is a very large project, and I was surprised that we only received four uh, RFQs, four submittals on this. I expected a lot more than that. Uh, very good firms, all four of them, though. Uh, we've also we also talked to Jeff Newby about this and sent them over to him, uh, who is the uh, Hamilton County traffic engineer. And the uh, uh, everybody's uh, conclusion was that TEC engineering was best fit to do this study. Okay, I move we proceed with TEC engineering for the traffic impact study at Kenwood and Montgomery. A second. Motion second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. That's all I have tonight. Okay. Any questions, comments? Mr. Miller, planning and zoning. Yes, sir. Uh, just some current happenings, things that are going to be uh, coming up on the horizon uh, in planning and zoning. Uh, sorry. Let's see here. Uh, first up, at the next trustee meeting, uh, you will be presented with two resolutions. Uh, to facilitate uh, PACE financing uh, for uh, a residence in uh, Marriott Hotel uh, at uh, 7901 Kenwood Road. So this is this is the hotel for the uh, the CIG project. Um, just just very briefly for the public, uh, PACE financing that's property assessed clean energy. Uh, it's a type of uh, financing mechanism that uh, since since the township has an established ESID Energy Special Improvement District, uh, a property owner can uh, can seek essentially energy efficiency financing for those types of improvements. Um, they can finance that the, the cost of those improvements over the entire life of of that improvement, uh, and the the payments are at, or the, the actual debt rolls on to. Um, uh, as a special assessment onto their tax bill. So um, it's really a good way to not only encourage uh, you know, uh, some, some green improvements and to, to have uh, you know, above code uh, you know, quality buildings, uh, but it, is, uh, uh, it essentially rolls that, rolls that part of the cost uh, onto uh, an ongoing operating cost versus um, you know, uh, a large debt 
liability for the, for the property owner. So uh, this is an application that was uh, recently vetted by um, the uh, Suburban Communities ESID, which we're the founding member of. Um, we found that the, that the proposed project uh, met the criteria for, for PACE financing. And yesterday we met to, uh, to recommend approval of this. Uh, so uh, again, this will be this will be coming up at the next uh, next trustee meeting. So there there is no public dollars that's associated with this. Um, Pace financing requires this this ESID mechanism, and because it's going on to the tax bill, um, the the township has to facilitate this process. We're essentially a pass through. So no public dollars, no, nothing coming out of general fund or anything like that, and um, no, no township liability. Okay. Okay. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, at our, uh, we are going to have a March 14th uh, zoning commission meeting. Uh, I have three cases that night, so uh, <laughs> I, I guess the drought is over. Uh, first item up uh, is going to be a new tire discounters project. Tire Discounter purchased the property uh, immediately south of them on Kenwood Road, the old Grader site, uh, with the intentions of uh, consolidating that site uh, and raising both buildings and developing a uh, you know a new modern tire discounter on that site. So we're working with them to refine their uh, refine their plan, and again, this will be reviewed uh, by Zoning Commission, and will ultimately end up. Uh, in front of you, I'm a, if, if everything goes smoothly, uh, potentially on April 5th. The next case is uh, the Tri-Health building, uh, the, uh, uh, they're on North Creek. They are proposing a, uh, a major adjustment, which simply entails a, uh, a new sign along uh, I-71. So they currently have a, uh, a small, you can kind of see it here, uh, a, just a, a small identifier sign and they're proposing uh, a much larger 30-foot tall tri-health with a 10 by 10 uh, digital message board so uh, I won't uh, I won't go into any detail about this at, at this point in time but but this is the current proposal from from them is that on both sides of the sign or facing south it's my understanding that it's going to be dual faced so you'll you'll see it northbound and southbound. So, but there's you can certainly see the the before and proposed. Okay. Uh, last but not least, uh, Equipment Depot, uh, who uh, own the property at the corner of Ross Plain Road and uh, uh, Ross Ash Road, uh, are proposing some significant uh, changes to their site. They're consolidating multiple lots. Uh, raising some portions of older buildings. Uh, there's going to be a, a large addition uh, to, uh, to the site, uh, to the building facing uh, Ross Ash, uh, as well as you know, significant uh, you know, parking improvements. So uh, that's all I have for those, so unless there's any questions. Again, I don't want to go into a lot of detail. I just just want to give everybody a heads up that will be um, there'll be quite a few uh, public hearings coming up soon. Okay. Any questions? Yes, sir. Just one thing you may want to consider. It's hard to tell from the renderings, but with this tri-health sign, there is of course a plan 
for the site for a second building there parallel to the highway perpendicular to the current building and a walking path next to it and other things i assume this comports with that plan that's been floated so far but that may be something for the zoning commission to take a look at it's all being considered sir like i said i i won't go into detail or that's, or, that's fine. I, I don't okay. want to talk about too much outside of public hearing with you yet but yes okay thanks that is being considered okay, okay. Uh, last but not least, uh, I, I didn't have a chance to shoot off an email yet, but I, I do want to report uh, there was a township resident that had a concern about um, uh, the other part of the CIG project, the, the Aspire multifamily. Um, they, uh, they contacted um, Mr. James regarding uh, uh, the, the doors on the south side of the building. Uh, I realize those are those have not been removed yet, uh, but they are required to to remove those. There will not be any pat uh, patios or balconies on that on that southernmost face of the building, uh, and that is that is a requirement uh, in order to receive uh, final zoning approval and ultimately their CO. So um, they have acknowledged that. I worked with them. Uh, back in October and uh, in November of last year, and it's it's fully established that, that those will be removed, uh, and they will make repairs to the uh, to the exterior of the building. Okay. Unless there's any other questions, that's all I have. Any other questions? One other about that site that Mr. Kellens may just want to address, actually, that pertains more to you. But the JEDD setup that we started for that property, there are some other meetings we need to have. And I think you responded this week that we've got that in the works when I asked about it. I was going it. to talk about that in my administrator report. Excellent. You're ahead of me on that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, law director report. Larry. Yes. I am in the process of drafting new bylaws and a new resolution for the board's um, consideration at either the next meeting or the one after that for a new res um, resident finance committee. Okay. Um, so I hope to have that to you, um, to Tracy uh, Calvis by the end of the week. Great. Thank you. Any questions? And I'm also working on some documents for the JED that Tom just referred to. Yep. Great. Thank can you. you. Can, you, can you speak into your microphone? We didn't hear one word you said. <laughs> Next time I will. Okay. He said he's working on new bylaws for the uh, resident finance committee, as he described it. And we'll present that at the next meeting and is also working on something for the JEDD. You're welcome. Okay, next item is administrator report. So for those in the audience uh, who, who weren't here, we did have our four JEDS boards meetings tonight, and uh, those seem to be tracking very well. Uh, which is great news considering the economy and what's been going on. Uh, we also had our CIC uh, board meeting tonight uh, for the, the grant program for uh, people uh, to, to get uh, their portion back that, that live in the, in the township, and that is going well also. So the only other thing that I have tonight besides that is Mr. James did contact me and ask me about questions to the JED, and I was not involved in that board at all, so I had to research that a little and found out that uh, that was established in May of 2020. And then, uh, I don't know why, but for some reason the organizational meeting was not set up till August 11th of 21. 
so that's 15 months later. And at that meeting, uh, uh, Mr. James had made a motion to table uh, setting a date for the passing of a tax resolution and approval of tax collection and distribution. And uh, Mr. Warwick was supposed to have that, uh, was supposed to work on that. And Mr. Fuller said, let's do that in the next two months. So Mr. James is right. It's seven months later and we still have nothing. So I have contacted uh, Mr. Barbier, who has experience with this because I did not. He is working on some documents now uh, so that we can call a meeting in the very near future and get this put together. And, and, and actually just fill in the blanks as to what happened in the meeting. Mr. Fuller was going to circulate proposed dates to us within a couple weeks of that meeting as to our next meeting and then that didn't happen. Okay, so that was not in the minutes, okay. I All I knew is what I read in the minutes. I thought I read that, <laughs> that Mr. Work was supposed to set the next meeting. Did I miss that? No, the board chairman uh, who we had selected, who was Mr. Fuller. What does it say in the minutes, that? Tracy? Um, so Mr. James had made a motion to request legal counsel to attend the next meeting. So I don't know if, uh, if Mr. Desai did anything on this or not. Uh, and then also uh, agreed that the board should meet soon and coordinate meetings via email, suggesting Mr. Warwick call the next meeting and the township coordinate public notice of the meeting. Okay, so that, so that, that was all part of it. It didn't happen, but... I thought that continued so on that Mr. Fuller was doing that in the minutes. Maybe so I think he was suggesting so dates. So it's been seven months. We need to get yep. that yep. done. We so definitely we got to do it soon. Yep. We need a resolution to levy the income tax, and we need an agreement with Deer Park in order for them to collect the income tax. Correct. So we're put, putting those together. Okay, great. Thank you. Purchase orders over 5000 Do you have anything besides? Uh, I do not. Chief had given me one. I'll get that to you. Uh, he, we had talked about that coming out of TIF. I was not able to check today. I was very busy as to whether there was proper appropriations in TIF in order to get that done. Is that on the thermal camera, or is that that is the not gear that is on the lockers? The gear lockers. Oh, okay, we can do, we can do it the next meeting. It's not we're not like. And I think I think there was a question yeah. about uh, the thermal camera, whether or not we can use the. I believe we got a thousand dollar grant on that. It's fourteen hundred and ninety dollars, I believe. Can we use the other four ninety out of TIF? I believe we can, but I think I think I already paid for it out of my budget. The four <laughs> four something. Okay, my tools and equipment. I think in the future we really need to utilize those TIF funds that we have. Okay. Um, Anything else, Trace? Yes, sir. Fiscal officer report, Mr. Porter. A uh, couple things. Um, sent out a um, request for proposals for um, depository agreement. That's the, the bank account, the checking account. Um, in the past, when we've done that, we've gotten a lot of responses. This time, and I think it's because the uh, interest rates are so low, we only had two responses from uh, our current uh, depository, which is U.S. Bank, and from uh, Huntington Bank. Um, uh, I think the their proposals were distributed to um, to all of you. It's kind of hard to. Um, um, analyze them but the the thing that I 
I'm glad I did it because right now there's a thing called um, uh, earned in uh, earned credit uh, on your, the, your deposit, and right now we're getting 0.16 percent on it, and by uh, by sending this out, uh, U.S. Bank agreed to raise it to point two percent on the uh, on the deposit um, I, I think because interest rates are so late uh, so low there wasn't a whole lot of interest from PNC fifth third a lot of other other banks usually we would get uh, us you know back when I first started we'd get a slew of proposals mm -hmm. but uh, we only had two and um, you know, I don't care which one you use. We're currently using U.S. Bank. Um, they did raise it to 0.2 percent uh, the um, the credit, and uh, uh, Huntington had theirs at 0.1 uh, percent. So I think that's you know, and there there's other differences in various charges of services they give us, but. Um, my inclination, and, and as I say, I don't care what you do, but my inclination would be just to keep it with U.S. Bank based on the uh, uh, on that earned interest credit that, uh, it looked that like, they're giving us. It, it looked like in that comparison that there was, um, U.S. Bank was also suggesting that we invest in some equipment that would allow us to accommodate ACHs and process our own checks. Is that, did I read that, that spreadsheet accurately? I, we... I believe we have that, Tracy. Don't we, we have that? We have it currently. I think we already do it. Yeah, I, I think. That could have just been in their schedule of fees. Right. No, that's uh, that's, that, that's what those things were. They were schedule of fees. Got on it. Both of them. I, mean, I was looking at it, at the assessment that sort of the comparison that Debbie provided, but it could have been just that that was those were just some bolded. Yeah. This is what we charge if you need this. Which typically the way these go out is you get what's called an analysis sheet, mm -hmm. and you send that out to everyone. And then that that shows the charges that we typically incur, the balances right. we currently have, and uh, and then they respond to it. And um, I, you know, I, I have good relationship with both banks. I've worked with both banks. Uh, you know, what's best for the township is what I've always tried to think, and I think based on the 0 0.2 percent. Earnings credit on our balance, U.S. Bank would be the best. But uh, and uh, you know, as I say, I have I'm good friends with the people at uh, Huntington. I've worked with Huntington, and I just uh, but I, I got to put that aside. And I think U.S. Bank is. Uh, Do we need to take action on that? Is it, I, I'm not sure what the situation is. is that? I don't recall us uh, taking action on it before. Well. We really, I, I just I would it's like just it, to remain. Uh, it's remain yeah, to uh, remain uh, with the bank. Yes, to remain is with U.S. Bank. Yeah, I've seen the contract. Is it all, if it automatically renews, you don't need to take any action. Uh, it, I think it does automatically renew unless unless we make a change. Unless you change. Unless okay. we change. And, and cost wise, we're looking at the same as well for any transactional costs we might run into as between U.S. Bank or Huntington. There, there's the schedule of what the transaction right, right. I understand and the price at, list, but what are we actually? It looked to paying? me like um, U.S. Bank was very competitive or better than a lot of them. Okay. But, okay. 
if I read the analysis right, I mean, they, the, the, it's the way, with, at least in my experience, when, when, you, when you do that with banks, I mean, they all charge for different things. Right. So mm -hmm. it's really hard to compare apples to apples. You right. end up with that, a banana that, and an orange, and you're like, what does it make sense? You're but absolutely think, right. And that's why, with only two people responding, I thought maybe I could yeah. put together a chart that had them both side by side. It still it wasn't real clear. I, I, I tried to do some basic math and extrapolate out the the the, 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 the charts, and it came out yeah, virtually right. identical right. at the end. I mean, again, they were charging for different things, but by the time you mm -hmm. you took the units and applied it out, it seemed to be darn near identical. Yeah, pretty much a wash. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, you know, it's not. It, I'm out over the tips of my skis. It's not what I do, but <laughs> based on based on what I could. Based on what I could discern from the spreadsheets, the, the, in the, the comparison, it, it seemed to me that it well, was pretty. Well, I, I think that's terrible. a fair analysis because I've been, I've done several of these, and they're, it's hard to compare apples to apples with these things. They, they just never come enough, They said enough. <laughs> well, well, here, just in case we need to do something, I move we maintain our current banking relationship with U.S. Bank as proposed. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion, Mr. Porter? Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwayman. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Hi. Okay. We'll let them know then the results. Okay. Bills and receipts? Yes, we had uh, cash receipts of $855,552.56, disbursements of $302,267.04. A complete listing is in the packet. We have a motion to approve. Motion to approve. Second. Motion to second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter? Uh, Mr. James? Aye. Ms. Schwegman? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next item on the agenda is trustee comments. Uh, Tracy, um, I do actually. I had the uh, the, the pleasure of, of being invited by the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Lieutenant Tarr um, invited me to come out to um, their headquarters, their patrol headquarters out on Hamilton Avenue last week. So I was lucky enough to, to take a tour with uh, Lieutenant Tarr and Major Ketterman, Ketterman and um, Captain Smith, I think all of whom have done done a tour of duty here at some point over the last uh, handful of years. Um, and and uh, it was it was it was well worth my time. I appreciate the invitation and um, it was it was great to see all of the different parts of the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office. Uh, in action, and it was it was great to gain a better understanding of not only do we have them patrolling our, our streets with regularity, but um, we are fortunate to be able to tap into the great many resources that we would not begin to be able to afford if we were to try and house that independently, whether that's investigative services or you know, detectives or renew units or what have you. Um, if we need it, it's there, and we can tap into it, but it's not anything that we have to have on staff here if we were to have, you know, our own independent department. So um, I think they not, the, the Sheriff's Office will provide us uh, great service as our law enforcement agency, but uh, a breadth of other county services, and I thank them for inviting me out and sharing with me what they do, not only for us, but for others throughout the entire county. So thanks to the Sheriff's Office. Okay. Any comments? Yes, uh, I, I got that same tour two years ago and really enjoyed it. It's a fantastic facility out there. I'm glad you got to do the same there, Tracy. Um, a, a few things. Um, Ms. Hughes uh, made some comments earlier and, and emphasized, please be better to all of us. And all three of us, I think, should take that to heart. Let's all be better. Let's all work together. Um, 
I think together we actually make a good team and we're working for the township here. Um, so, some other comments, there are a lot of things going on in the world and I thought I would say this, the, the right person in the right place at the right time uh, can truly have a monumental impact on events, whether they be local or of global importance. And there's a prime example we've seen in the world lately. President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, his words and actions in the Ukraine and his inspirational leadership over the past week have knocked some sense back into elected leaders in the West uh, and have kept them from going wobbly in the face of Mr. Putin's aggression. President Zelensky is an actor and a comedian and also a lawyer, by the way. Um, Same thing, right? Sometimes it is. I figured I wouldn't. And, and he's, a, he's <laughs> good point, yeah. And he's a somewhat humble family man, too, which has been impressive. This, this really struck me. In his inaugural speech in 2019, he told the assembled lawmakers, I do not want my picture in your offices. The president is not an icon, an idol, or a portrait. Hang your kids' photos instead and look at them each time you're making a decision. I like the way that guy thinks. He certainly rose to the occasion when history came calling. And I hope he and his family and their country and countrymen live through all of this and emerge free and in control of their own destinies. All over Ukraine, ordinary people who want to go about their ordinary lives are now fighting for their freedom. And they're rising to the occasion in doing it. I ask our <coughs> residents and those of you who are gathered here and up here, um, Please, keep the nation of Ukraine and its inhabitants in your prayers and in your thoughts. I ask the same, that you do the same for those innocent Russian citizens and soldiers who seem, who seem to be Mr. Putin's pawns in this terrible exercise. Keep them all in your hearts and prayers. Uh, they certainly need it. And uh, pray for all of us to be safe as threats are going around the world, too. So, thank you very much. Okay. Um, we have announcement changes. Uh, the Spring Lawn and Garden Tips with Chris McHugh in the Blooming Garden Center, Saturday, March 26th, 10 a.m., Bechtel Park Pavilion. And uh, for all, the, all other scheduled meetings and events, uh, you can check our published calendar on our website. We do have a, um, a uh, request for an executive session. To, uh, to uh, I'm going to make a motion to adjourn into executive session with the Township Law Director as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22G1 to consider the compensation of a public employer official and as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22G3 to discuss imminent litigation. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Ms. Schwegman. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. Mr. Weaver, who would you like in an executive session? Uh, I would like um, our law director, Mr. James, Mr. Uh, Mr. Porter, Ms. Schwegman, uh, Mr. Miller, and uh, we need Jean. Okay, that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>